Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Thank you everyone for joining us. We have Jen Hoyer, Cody Bellinger, and Scott Morris. If you have a question, please raise your hand, uh, state your name and affiliation, and um, go from there. With that, we'll take questions. Uh, Tony Drake, Nike Sports Network. Cody, I'm curious what your thoughts were just on seeing all the reaction from your teammates here throughout the winter, some of the things I know Dansby's talked publicly, some of the other guys. What was your reaction to seeing all of that and how good did it feel kind of to come back? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, you know, just the constant support uh, from, from the teammates. Um, you know, obviously everyone knew how great of a time I had last year and, uh, you know, how just a great, great clubhouse that we had and, um, you know, just the positive words that they were bringing this past se- or this past off season was just great to hear and, um, you know, obviously was super excited to get back here with them. Ryan Herrera, CHGO, Cody. Just the feeling of being back. Here you were able to go out there and then get back on with the guys you were around all last year. Just that feeling for you today. Feels amazing. It feels amazing. I was, you know, craving baseball. I was, I was fiending for it. You know, like um, just, you know, doing what I what I could in the off season. You know, enjoying all my family time. Um, doing everything I could physically and mentally to, to stay ready for when the moment came. And, um, you know, this was my first official day today. And, um, you know, it just feels, it feels really good and um, beyond excited to get going. Uh, how difficult was it for you to, uh, when spring training starting and you're not there, uh, what was going through your mind? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I trusted the process. Um, I was in constant communication with, with Scott over here and understanding, you know, what was going on and, um, you know, super aware of the situation and, um, you know, constant support from my wife and, um, you know, like I said, it was just with my family and whenever I was ready, I, you know, I wanted to, to be ready and I feel really good right now. Jesse Rogers, ESPN. Jed and maybe Scott. Um, I don't know, 10 days ago, a week ago, Tom said that discussions have been taking place, but not negotiations. So can you go through the timeline from, I guess, when he said that? Yeah, I mean, I think 
really with, with, with Scott and with me, I think you can take the conversation back to July. You know, I think we started the conversation on this in July. Um, I think Scott will attest, like my, my comments to him about Cody have never wavered at all. I've felt all along, you know, great fit for the team, um, great fit in the clubhouse, you know, love the person, the family, all those things. So that was, that never wavered. I think that, you know, we probably talked more often than Scott would have liked, you know, but I feel like we, um, you know, I think, I think with any negotiation, um, I think there's sometimes a mis, you know, misperception that we just fire offers back and forth to each other. I think there's a lot of talking about what each side wanted, and I think over the last kind of five to seven days before we got a deal done, I think we kind of um, targeted a deal that made sense for both sides, and um, at that point, we did start making offers and talking more often and get ser- getting serious, but we had a lot of talks, and like I said, our, our comments about Cody and our desire to bring him back never wavered. It was just a matter of you know, finding the right fit. Scott, would, 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 the, would, would you say that maybe a longer-term contract was, was the initial goal and you, you, you settled on something a little shorter? How would you characterize that all? Well, when you, when you represent a player of Cody's caliber and you're talking about an MVP talent um, who's had irregularity outside of consequences that are unrelated to him, like um, a 250-pound pitcher stepping on his ankle or a, uh, a teammate rather aggressively in celebration <laughs> causing a, a, an eventual surgery. Those are things that are not related to, to Cody or his durability or what he does. And, and free agency is like a, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like a turkey and a and a thermometer. You kind of have to go in, see what the temperature is, evaluate it. And Cody and I agreed that that we're going to look at this in a couple ways. We're going to have two positive outcomes for this process. And the one positive outcome we knew that, and, and Jed was very clear that they wanted to uh, contract with Cody and, and, and have him on the team. And our dynamic was to determine whether there was uh, what what it was on the other end with with a contract of great length, and as we got through that process and looked to it, is that that's certainly where we let Jed know that on something like this, with this kind of structure, with this kind of flexibility, with these kinds of things, it's what we're looking for, and uh, and we had mutual agreement and understanding that this this type of structure was agreeable to both of us. So, um, you know, teams. Each team functions in their own way, as they always do. And you have owners who want to be directly involved with a roster negotiations and things along that. And then you have uh, other owners who the Cubs operate and Tom operates in a different way. And it's certainly, I'm amenable to anything. I've, I've never called Tom about Cody Bellinger. I always called Jed because Jed and I, frankly, talk about a lot of things in baseball all the time. And so we have a, a great communication system with the Cubs and uh, and certainly you know Tom and I talk about baseball and we run into one another but it's it's something that's a very mutual and amicable uh, relationship top to bottom here Jordan oh. Bassin, MLB.com. Just business and desire teammates don't always align but how nice is it when you have Dan's being pestering you about it or players saying what they're saying to be able to give that room kind of what they've been asking for. Yeah, I haven't heard from Dansby since Saturday night, so it's, it's been kind of nice. Um, 
Yeah, no, it means a lot, honestly. Um, the fact that Cody came in last year and, and in, in one year um, endeared himself to his teammates that much and to the fans that much I think was, is really important. And for obvious reasons. I mean, the way he played was fantastic, but also how he carried himself on the field, in the clubhouse. So it didn't surprise me um, that there was so much desire to bring him back. But I, don't, I think they wanted to bring back the player, and I think they wanted to bring back the person, and I think that that's wonderful. Uh, Scott talked about the different structures. When it came to a structure similar to this, was it were the Cubs the focus for you once you once you realized this was a type of contract it may be? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, um, no, didn't hide the fact uh, internally that I, I did want to come back here, and um, you know, I just you know loved Wrigley Field. I loved the fans. Um, me and my family enjoyed, you know, Chicago. And um, when it was, you know, coming towards the end and everything was kind of coming to light a little bit, and this was definitely something that, um, you know, definitely I wanted and um, both sides agreed on. And I'm super happy that it worked out the way it did. Matty Lee, Chicago Sun-Times. Cody, at the end of last year, it really felt like there was unfinished business for this group. What does it mean to be, to be able to come back and finish it? That's that's it, honestly. Um, I mean, we were so close last year. Um, really got banged up towards the end, and you know, fought fought till the very end. Uh, we got so close, and um, you know, for me to come back here with the almost the same team, um, you know, to experience playoff in Chicago is something that I want to do, and it's something that I want to experience, and um, it's you know, big part of the reason why I did want to come back here. So. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm glad it all worked out, and that's that's what I'm gonna strive to do every day. Cody, uh, Andy Martinez from the Sports Network. For for you, what have your interactions been like with Craig Council? Obviously, that's a big change. What have your interactions been like, and what has he kind of? What have your conversations been like? Yeah, I uh, I think that he is uh, amazing. <laughs> you know, I uh, like I said, this was my first official day, and um, you know, I've. The last few days was, you know, kind of hanging around a little bit. Um, you know, just having my very few, obviously playing against him a lot, a lot of respect from the other side, just how he handles games and how he handles, um, you know, situations I've always respected uh, from the other side. And, um, you know, today was my first day with him and um, just, uh, you know, just, just a guy that you want to play for, honestly. He's just a guy you want to play for. and. You're going to go to battle with for every single day, and um, you know I've. I mean, it, it's it's been great so far, and I'm very excited to play for him. Stephanie Epstein from Sports Illustrated. Um, presumably, at the beginning of the winter, you sort of imagined what you thought the winter would look like and how things would play out. How close is what actually happened to what you envisioned in October, November? That's for Cody. <laughs> I think what Cody's talking about is, is and feels like any player feels. When you go into these things, there's variables. And what are the variables? And the variables relate to uh, teams and, and such. And we have some irregularity going on in this current market. We have close to 11 teams that are spending less money than they did a year ago on, on competitiveness in light of the fact that we have record revenues in baseball. And when you have that irregularity ongoing, that obviously is something that we had, I think, 15 contracts of four year or more signed in 
22, and then in 21 the same. This year we've had four for American players and five for foreign players. So when you look at this, there, there are dynamics that are ongoing where, and, and in fairness to owners, they may like to get to spring training. They might may like to evaluate. They may like to look at things and and then act. But there has been a uh, uh, a hesitation um, in the uh, major league auto where um, they're using three gears instead of four for competitiveness. Cody, you've known Pico Armstrong for a while. He's said all the right things about wanting you to come back, but he's the guy that directly impacted by your return. How do you kind of handle that relationship? What do you say to him uh, as you arrive back here? Yeah, um, you know, I, uh, I love Pete. I think that he's an amazing kid. Um, and he's got such a bright future ahead of him. Um, he's an amazing talent. Um, you know, actually during this whole process, you know, we continued to chat just because, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I really love the kid, I respect I respect him and, and how he plays the game and everything. And so we've had a lot of open communication with each other and um, it, it's nothing but love between us. And, um, you know, like I said, he's, he's an amazing talent and he's gonna have a really, really long MLB career ahead of him. Jack Thompson, AP, uh, for Scott, uh, do you have any more of these events scheduled in the next few days? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to wait for more Cubs signature moves. <laughs> Cody to Stephanie's. I mean, before you knew the variables, you know, you go back to last offseason, a lot of long-term deals. Did you think you might be able to sign one long-term last contract? Um, yeah, I think there's there's definitely uh, that thought that goes into it, um, and you know. Like I said, I think that ultimately that's the goal. Um, and so just kind of continue to talk to, for me, I talked to Scott continuously and see what was going on. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like super excited how it all worked out. Um, and, you know, I, you know, yes, obviously, but, you know, with this, I'm very excited with it all and um, very happy to get going. Cody, I'm not sure how aware you are of outside noise, but people say like last season there was soft contact and the expected numbers weren't as good as what you actually produced. Is what's your response to that and your belief in yourself? Yeah, you know, I definitely obviously hear it and um, kind of put, kind of, kind of brush it off. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of different variables that go into it, and you know, not to look at one certain stat to dictate a whole season. So. Um, you know, definitely trust myself as a baseball player um, to go out every single day and put my best product on the field. And, um, you know, I trust that the positive results are going to come. And, uh, you know, I, you know, like I said, believe in, believe in myself. And um, so, yeah. If I may add to that as well, those numbers have not been appropriately addressed because when we talk about soft contact, they don't talk about the counts. When he has 0010231 counts, check what his contact strength is. And then when he took a two-strike approach this year, where all of a sudden he's now got, if not the best in the National League, but the second best in baseball, of uh, batting average with two strikes going to a more contact approach rather than taking a, 
a customary powerful swing as he would early in the counts. So the data that's presented has not been talked about the real benefits to major league teams where wouldn't we love to have Cody Bellinger on base with about a 350 batting average or on base percentage with two strikes because we know he can score from first versus having a, a totality of contact rate where you're excluding what goes on with two strikes versus going on with early in the counts. So in other words, the power is still there. Uh, Cody, uh, obviously with the manager change, Dustin Kelly's still around. How do you feel you know, working with him last year benefited you, and whether that was before the season, during the season, and you know what excites you about being able to continue working with him? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, once I signed, I sent him some video of my swings of the of the off season, see see where we were at, and um, you know, uh, I think it was two days ago we were back in the cage together and just had you know great talks about what I'm feeling and um, last year, this year, and um, you know just talking shop and talking baseball, talking swing, talking approach and um, talking family. And, you know, so it's uh, very exciting to have to be back with DK for sure. Cody, you did soft contact aside or any of that stuff. Do you feel like you have to just keep proving yourself that last year wasn't uh, an anomaly from the, the end of the Dodgers career? Yeah, I think uh, for me, you know, like I like I said, I, I trust myself as a baseball player. Uh, to go out every single day and do what I can to help the team win. And, uh, you know, that's ultimately what I strive to do. And uh, so I, you know, I'm fully, uh, what's the word? I'm, I fully believe in myself as a baseball player. Very, yes. Uh, from your perspective, Cody, when did this, when did it become clear to you that this was how it was, gonna, that this was how it was going to go? This was going to be the Cubs that you were coming back? Um, maybe about a day before it was a, Two days before, maybe a day before. Ah, so you guys held it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, um, you know. I think that there was always. You just never know in, in this business, and uh, so, I tried to listen as much as I could, and was got very knowledgeable about it, and ultimately said my my wants and needs, and um, so yeah, once it was all you know. Official and so, right before that. Wants and needs. What was it the top list priority-wise? I think for me it was. Well, there was a few few different things that went into it. Um, ultimately, you know, once um, we understood what was going on about it all, I was wanting to be here, and um, you know, I did want to come back to this team, and I did want to, you know, do my best help. I mean, we were so close last year, like you know, so close last year to to, to becoming a playoff team, and. Um, that was a pretty important piece for me was to get back here and I want to help bring the, this team to the playoffs, you know what I mean? So that's definitely what, uh, that was a want and a need for me. I wanted to, I want to try and do that. Right. Jed, do you, is this the team going forward? Is that your expectations? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that would be the expectation. Um, obviously, we're never going to stop looking. And so, you know, I, I never put a final, you know, Final nail in, in that because I think that you know things come up all the time, trades, free agents. But you know certainly we're it's the 28th of February, um, so yeah, I, I think that's the expectation. Though I would never rule anything out. Is kind of how I would phrase it. 
follow-up to that, I mean, just see if we can get you on the record about it. I mean, signing another one of Scott's clients <laughs> would, would probably would push you past the threshold. We all see the numbers. You might get there anyway, but I'm just would that prevent you from another signing? Yeah, you guys have dealt with me for a while. You think <laughs> I'm going to answer that? <laughs> Good question, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? Why do you think that is? Uh, you know, we've been in markets before where there's there's flex. There's like five windows that owners operate from: November, December, January, February, March. And you, some of them just really want to see the character of their teams as they go through it. They adjust. So I can't put a a notice out that they're not because there's still a number of them that are engaged with us today about making moves and adding players and doing things. It's just that sometimes I, I went through this with Bryce Harper or J.D. Martinez or Eric Hosmer way back when where they were players that signed in, in March. And it, a lot of times is that there's definition for each individual player and his setting in each of these markets. And it's hard for people to believe that there is not a lot of communication about elite players because there's a valuation to them economically that clubs are not ready to take so that they don't call and then all of a sudden when there's a need uh, they do call and they really feel I had one owner just tell me the other day we're positioned now in a place that we weren't positioned before even in uh, in December so now I feel differently about the team where this addition means something more to me and so the idea of, of why markets move and the ebbs and flow of them, it's very much a, a, a staff of people, a, an ownership group getting recommendations, more knowledge about where they're at. And it's frankly the value of our game, because in cap sports, you can't, you can't make late adjustments. You, you can't do things. Uh, where in our game, there's a, there's a, a way to evaluate to the last moment and and get, I think, for their respective teams more of what they want to do to achieve a, a competitive level that they couldn't realize in November, December, or January. So a, a lot of that goes on in, in free agent markets, particularly when you have players that are elitely skilled. We have time for two more. Scott, has owners uh, unwillingness or hesitation to spend this offseason surprised you? It, it, it's something that, you know, where when you have record revenues and then you have other things that are going on about media rights, well, media rights are a platform to a higher value. They're not a platform to a lower value. So the transition of that is something that people want to talk about because they say there's uncertainty. But uncertainty to a higher market is very different than uncertainty to something less. And so these kinds of equations for me are something that you understand why they would say it, what they would do. But back to baseball, I think people really want to evaluate as much as they can to know what the best thing is for them to do. But the key thing of it is in record revenues, there's just a lot of flexibility uh, that uh, is in the market and is with each ownership to determine what's best for them. 
And this is frankly where baseball analytics operates at its best. This is no different than right now is no different than the uh, trading deadline in, in July. I get to add players that can in one day change a locker room as we've seen happen today. You know, and when Cody Bellinger walks in, you watch the glow of a franchise and, and the opportunities of a franchise completely change. And that, that impact, I think, is what uh, is something that is known to the, to the staff and the people that study it and know it. And there's more certainty to their decisions when you, when you make decisions at a later time in free agency. So I don't look at it as a negative. I just look at it as, as an element of how markets develop in particular situations and where we happen to be in one at this time. Follow-up, is there a last one? I mean, I assume a, a sign. There's no way to work out a, a signing deadline in your mind. I know Jed wouldn't mind one probably, but uh, based on everything you just said about continued evaluations and things, I think inherent in in any right is choice. And when you put a deadline upon that, you have in effect removed the very right as it exists when. It was collectively bargained from way back ago, and I, I don't think you're going to find any any players or or a union who've done their best over the years to protect those rights that they are going to alter it at a level where it'd be reduced to something that would be a fraction of what it was originally. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. That concludes the press conference. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.